Welcome to Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Cruz, your host. This is a show that explores everything to do with comedy because I think we all have a natural fascination for the craft. Um, this show has come because many years ago when I started in comedy in the 90s, I wanted to be a star. And then I tried out for the uh, Yuck Yuck Search for Funniest Comic and I realized uh, that I did really well. And then when I went up to do it again, I bombed. Mm. which is life's biggest lesson. You could do everything good once, but mm. to keep doing it's different. And I think comedy is one of the toughest forms of entertainment. Uh, many people will say that, and I know my first guest will attest to that. And we're going to get behind the joke and talk about comedy. I know a lot of people out there always ask questions when they heard, even at my small rookie level of comedy, they always ask a lot of questions. And that's why we wanted to do the show, to just inform you. And we're going to have some hot comics in the room, um, sketch. Everybody, sketch artists, stand-up comics, writers for hot television shows that we have, uh, as well as a lot of other fun throughout the show. We're going to have a panel of comics coming in, um, and we are then going to end the show with some fun board game uh, fun with some of the comics. The first guest, funny enough, when we go back, I started at Yuck Yucks, I bombed, and so I was too embarrassed to go back. So I went to Laugh Resort on Lombard Street back then, mm-hmm. which is now Absolute Comedy. And I saw this comic who was really, I loved his style because he was a little crass, but not too much. He was just edgy and he was really cute too. And uh, the guest, and it's my first guest today and he doesn't know this. So he's thinking, oh no, she's a stalker. She got me in here and tells me this now. <laughs> the dude is the pride of Sussex, New Brunswick. Wow. Tim Steve's been performing stand-up since the age of 19. You long, young thing. Long time. Long time. So you're one of uh, Canada's top stand-ups, I have to say, uh, and has written and performed for your own comedy specials, Comedy Now on CTV and Comics on CBC, which was nominated for a Gemini Award. Pimp it, pimp it. Well, in fact, you sleep on a bet of Gemini Award. <laughs> Does it hurt when you roll over? That's mostly because of my teammates, you know, like oh, if you please. hook your wagon to the right horses, you do really good. Okay. Uh, he has brought down the house in three gala performances at Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal, which I was wow. at this year. You did phenomenal. Come on. Countless appearances on other festivals. And many of us know you from your TV TV, uh, TV work as co-star on The Betty Show. The, 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 the Bet Show with Bet, Bet. Bet McDonald and her brother Ed. So far, I'm doing great. And Man, you're the- really getting into it. Like, we're back into the <laughs> 90s now. Settle down. He's been around. Let's let's leave it at let's that. Let's move it along. Comedy writer, what you're known now for. Yes. Well, you did This Hour Has 22 Minutes, a writer for that. Yeah, 22. I did seasons four, five, six, seven with them. And then. Seven, eight, maybe. And then. Uh, now? And, and now I write for Rick Mercer on the Rick Mercer. Rick Mercer. Yeah. That's huge. You've been on that, what, 13 years? The whole spin from day one. So we're in season 13. And and I've got to say back to the Gemini, War, Gemini four awards. Uh, Canadian Screen Award now is what it's called. Oh. So we're starting to bank those. <laughs> okay. So that counts, right? It's no, double the but awards? No, again, again, we've got an amazing team over there at RMR, and Rick's, Rick and his partner, Gerald, have put an amazing team together. So I'm just happy to be a spoke in that bicycle, you know. Um, what made you want to take the step from stand-up to writing? A lot of people want their own show, but you might uh, Financially secure okay. a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. like definitely make, uh, you can do better on a, on, a, on a hit TV show than you can uh, doing stand-up in Canada, unless you're... Brent Budd or Ronnie James or somebody like that who has uh, the ability to sell out a theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, stand-up's a tough grind. So I still love stand-up and I I do it a lot. But, uh, you know, there's nothing like, you know, getting a gig that you can 
sink your teeth into. Right? Well, the the good thing about stand-up, you write for yourself and your delivery. Yeah. But you got to write in the mind of Rick Mercer. Is that right? right? Yeah. Putting it in Rick's voice is the trick, mm. for sure. Um, it sort of gets to be second nature after lots of seasons, and you sort of don't think about that part of the equation too much. You just let her fly. Mm-hmm. And you know that it's going to come out in Rick E's. Um, and, it, and sometimes you'll write a punchline and you'll realize, oh, Rick wouldn't really say it that way. And so you massage it or tweak it, right? But Is he in the room at the time when you guys are in the writing room? Uh, no, no, no. He's usually, in, you know, in Banff res- wrestling <laughs> right. wrestling a mountain goat or something, right? Or <laughs> snorkeling with Ann Murray off the Cape Breton coast or something, right? right? So he, he, he hits the road for usually wow. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday or so, and then yeah. comes back to the shop and... And we pick it up from there, and uh, so does he, he, trust- he. He writes the rant. That's his. Yeah. that's his baby. That's phenomenal. High talent yeah. with that guy, right? Well, incredible, incredible to watch him do it on Friday morning. He comes in, and uh, you know he can write it and go out and shoot it and turn that around in a couple three hours. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, does he vet what you guys write? And he goes, "No, you guys, what are you doing?" Well, there's producers in him, right? A couple, okay, there's okay. producers and Rick, and so we have read throughs Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and after read through, they go in and convene and figure out what's going to stick to the wall, and then we get our marching orders from there as far as rewrites or uh, fill these holes type of thing. That's a fascinating part I think about writing, but people want to know is what goes on behind the scenes, and it is pretty difficult like you guys what are in a room with a whiteboard and brainstorming and it's it it's funny because when we first started seasons one two three we had that kind of stuff uh but by the time you're in season 13 it's a little bit more like it it's all it's sort of developed into this system and every day has its own personality monday's not like tuesday and tuesday's not like wednesday and Mm. each day has its own missions like it's desk bit thursday right Right. And it's put a bow on it Friday, right? So Tuesday and Wednesday are the get the rock up the hill and, yeah. and go from blank page to episode. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. we Monday morning, you come in and you've just got a pile of newspapers and we're starting from oh scratch. And it's gosh. it can be daunting. But that's where we're back to having great teammates, right? Yeah. It's sort of like a baseball team. You don't have to hit a home run every day because you know that... Uh, Somebody else is going to probably, you know. And you all have a, a mutual groove on and all that stuff. We've all, been, we've all been together a long time. So yeah, that there's, helps. there's a real chemistry for sure. And, and the five of us that write with Rick, we aren't all the same. We're sort of five different styles. So that that's, work, that that's works. even better. Yeah, that works good. And it's it's it continues to be one of the hottest shows on television here in uh, Canada for sure. And it doesn't seem it's going anywhere. It's changed a bit, though. Well, it, yeah, it's it's evolved over the years, I think, yeah. and and changed a bit. But after a while, we found the it got more suspe- successful the the more that we just yeah. did our very special brand of like these three or four things, you know. Yeah, very clean. Yeah, it's not it's not complicated. Well, thank you, Tim Steves. We have more with Tim after our break. I'm Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes on AM640. Welcome back. This is Santa Carusi on Inside Jokes on AM640 with my first guest ever, Tim Steves. Wow. First, I'm the inaugural. Yes. We were talking in our 100th episode. We'll have you back. And- I'll go down in the playbill. If you get the yeah. the original script, I'll be listed as... The first guy. Character. Like Johnny Carson. Played remember? himself. Yeah. Played himself. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about your stand-up. Sure. Uh, you still stay fresh by getting out there. I try, you know, I try to keep that balloon in the air as best I can. How often do you get out on the road? Uh, on the road, not very much. Yeah. I'm pretty lazy when it comes yeah. to the road, but I try to get up on stage once a week or, you know, wow. several times a month or a few times a month. And then I book stuff. I'm going to do the Halifax Festival this year. Oh, good. That kind of thing. So, you know, I try to keep it going. And Yeah. You know. Well, um, 
one of the things, Patton Oswalt, Patton mm-hmm. Oswalt, I'm going to say that. Yeah, he's right? fantastic. Yeah, so he, w- the way he does his material, he'll just go up a couple, he doesn't write anything down, mm-hmm. where he never used to, he said. Right. And he just goes up and riffs, and then whatever works, he'll keep and retain mm-hmm. it for That's the a great way to do it. I mean, I do, do? I do a portion of it that way, and I certainly mine uh, spritzing for material, you know, like, um, for sure. But I write a lot down. Uh, I wouldn't be able to not write it down and keep a 45-minute set together, that's for sure. I yeah. Been, like, Leno could do that. Leno never wrote anything. Really? Yeah, when all those years mm. when Leno was on the road, he... He legendarily never wrote stuff down, and he could do an hour and a half in a concert. So, but I've never been able to do that. Like I, there is this belief that if it's a good bit, you won't forget, won't forget it, and I yeah. and I believe that. But mm-hmm. I also think that I could forget great bits if I didn't write them down. So I write everything down, and I also spritz. Like I'll take a half an idea up, which is mm-hmm. a great way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, give the, anybody should try that from time to time. Mm-hmm. If you think you sort of just have the germ of an idea, or a little mm-hmm. thread off the sweater, take that up. And when you've got a hundred people staring at you, you'll be amazed at what your mind will find on, right. the, on the spot. Really? Yeah. Well, that's because you're pro. Was it like that twenty years ago, thirty years ago? When you no, were when I first started, I did that. And really? I think, yeah, the, it's almost like comedy is like learning another language and you should, yes. the earlier, the better. So get yeah. up there and get up there and don't be tethered to the ship. I mean, I see young comics that are really new uh, and the first mistake they make is being too attached to their material that they've been rehearsing mm. for a few days to and get they're this. They're not fluid with the oh, audience. It's, and, it's terrible. Yeah. You see them, you can actually see them writing it in you know, sort of thing. Right. And yeah. so, so I think you sort of get up there and just be on the spot. And emceeing is a great way to learn that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you emcee a lot and, and just play with the crowd and do some crowd work and get doing crowd work early on. Yes. Um, it's important. See, that's a talent within itself. I actually saw you uh, not too long ago in a private gig mm-hmm. and you were the headliner and the MC was a younger guy. He's good. He's got his chops, but he wasn't reading the audience. They were eating and he was making toilet jokes, and but he did, wasn't capturing them. And I remember you getting a little agitated backstage because <laughs> no, and I right, don't want right. to talk about it on air. But let's, sure, this is how sure. we learn, right? This right, is what right. people want to know about this the craft. Right. And so, what are your thoughts on that? I remember you saying, you know, telling somebody else, tell him to get. the I craft. remember the night you're talking you remember, about. You know now. Talking sure, about? sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, it's just. Um, it, like again, that's just being on the spot a little more. He mm-hmm. had a plan that wasn't a good plan and then once it started to not work he should have just shifted gears gone to the water have a sip of water and then come back and just shift shift gears and he just didn't seem to have the ability to shift gears and so it got worse and worse without being terrible like you say it wasn't like the the car came off the road or anything but you knew better but i was sitting there kind of rolling my eyes going dude this is not how to start right it's a fundraiser We've got a great big crowd here. They mm-hmm. just got served their roast beef. Yes. And now you're and now you're gonna riff on, <laughs> That's what I was on all these sort of blue topics and it's just not appropriate. Right. But your mastery, see, that's where someone with chops comes in. Because you came in, I remember the energy was really low, and then you came in, uh, like, really, hey, and really right. high energy. And that energy brought everybody on side. Right. You had them in that first 30 seconds. Well, I sort of felt like they needed to be kicked in the Yes. Uh, the bum a little to get started. And it works. Just to sort of announce, you know, <laughs> yeah. I have to, okay, we're changing now. Yes. We're going to do something different. And I don't mean to that be negative about dude that night because he's a talented guy. I know. You know what I mean? That's like, not my point a, either. Sorry. He's a talented yeah. dude. Uh, yeah. And we haven't named anybody, so we're fine. No. Okay. You know, we're not talking about that Lawrence night. Morgenstern. No. Right. <laughs> 
I have to pick on Lawrence That's all the time. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it was not Lawrence. No, it He'll wasn't start, Lawrence. But we'll be, yeah. let's fill him in for it. Yeah. Oh, he can be used in this spot. <laughs> yeah. Morgan Stern. <laughs> let's pick on him. Perfect. But it was good mastery. It's good to see stuff like that. I think it is important, right, to have a good MC. Well, to, to get a read on your crowd is important. Yeah. And I'm, right. I'm always amazed to see people just take the stage without even watching any of the show. Or yeah. getting a feel for it. I See? think it's important to just get in the room and feel it. Sometimes you get in the room and you'll go, oh, different tonight. You yeah. Know? And, and the weather factors in, right? Everything is a right. factor, right? What what night is this? Right. You know, Day of the week. Where, where are these people coming from? Do they have something in common? Sometimes the whole crowd is from a certain cause or right. corporation or whatever. And those nights are different too. If you have a, like a, a corporate gig. God forbid. Yeah. Um, you know, you and, know, and everybody works for the same boss and he's in the room. Mm. That's a whole puzzle. See, not every comic does that, what you're talking about, targeting the audience. And maybe that's your TV background. You're also very seasoned. But I've had comics and talked to them about it and they're like, I'm just going to do my stuff. It's my craft. Well, and, and, and that's fine because if, if you're talking to me in 1986, I've only got one pitch to throw. Right. Okay. I've got my act and I've got to throw it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and now at this stage, when I've been at it for uh, two or three decades, I can, <laughs> I've got I've got old gear that I could go to out of the tickle trunk if I need to, and mm-hmm. you know I can pull out bits on just about any topic that could come up because yeah. I've I've probably written something about that somewhere along the way, and if it comes to the frontal lobe, I could use it, right? So, what's the qualities you respect in a comic? Before we go to break, uh, well, geez, I guess originality and following your own voice as best you can because everyone's influenced by someone. And but or many people, and there's no getting around that. But is, I think, trying to be as original as you can be, and bringing something that doesn't already exist is probably the best thing you can hope for. That's the t- one of the toughest. Uh, yeah, that's your- very difficult. I, I I don't I don't rank very well in that category because I'm uh, you know I'm a white dude. for Gemini's later. No, no, no. Right. But I'm a white yeah. dude that does jokes, and it's yeah. hard to stand out. You know what I mean? So that's I pre- a good point. I, I appreciate anybody that can find a way to separate themselves from the herd, you know. I think that's well, great. we'll talk about that with our panel next. Uh, more with Tim Steves and our fantastic panel after the break. I'm Sandra Carusi on AM640 with Inside Jokes. And we're back. I'm Sandra Carusi with Inside Jokes on AM640 and my guest, Tim Steves. Taking apart the frog. Yeah. Right? Dissecting the frog. Right. That's, is that a saying? Is that a Well, that's thing? what they say, you know, don't do, nothing's funny when you take it apart, you know. Oh, really? No, 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 you're fine. The series will be oh. fine. <laughs> the premise for the whole show is off. No, no, you're good. You're good. You know, so you were talking earlier about playing for the crowd and knowing your audience. Well, right? try and at least make an effort to look at them and feel the vibes and see what the best play might be. Right. So when you go back home to New Brunswick, you must be a big star. Oh, man. If I, was, boy. if I was as famous across the world as I am in Sussex, New Brunswick, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be freaking la- Lady Gaga. You know what I mean? What do they do I'm for good. you when you go back there? Well, they, they come out and buy a ticket, which I appreciate. Well, you know, I can, I can uh, fill the, the inn. <laughs> the biggest I play, venue? I play the banquet. The banquet room at the inn. And the the Legion? Yeah, like that's exactly right. You I know? Love so it. I usually do Christmas show and do the, nice. the uh, year in review. I get the local paper, the Kings County Record, every week. And then, oh. and then at the end of the year, I do a year in review show 
uh, sort of more solid out of the paper, right? So, so what can you do there that you would not do with a Toronto audience? What well, kind of I talk about local stuff. Yeah, you know, like the Northrop's had the biggest pumpkin in Canada, <laughs> stuff like that. Right? And they're just crazy. Oh, they love that stuff. Like the jokes don't have to be very good if you're talking about Bruce Northrop, <laughs> yeah. and you know what I mean. They they just lap local. it up. Oh, like puppies to milk, right? So yeah. I just riff on local stuff and. Uh, and then mix in my whatever my newest stuff is that they haven't seen 10 times because I've played there enough that they've seen most of my existing material in a given year. So I just try to give them as much local and make that the show. Do you play West Coast Vancouver much? I, I, not not as often as I'd like, you know, yeah. not as often as I'd like, but um, I'm always getting chances. Uh, there's a festival in North British Columbia that I'm looking to do next year. Um, just, is this yeah. a new one? Yeah, it's pretty new and it's like up north somewhere okay. i don't know yeah. all the details but it, you know so i get opportunities like that and i try to get out as much as i can i know just for laughs actually Do they have, are they in vancouver yet i know they were going to do a vancouver festival i, I think so I, well up. they have their on the road series too, right right that, which is now actually they yes. just contacted me what am i talking about that's in november um so you talk about i've seen you in other interviews uh, but we talked a little bit about corporate gigs mm-hmm. you're a big fan of mine apparently i am i'm a stalker <laughs> Welcome to my little studio that we're been, locked in right now. You've watching closely. <laughs> starting to freak me out. I noticed you shaved last night. <laughs> yeah, I did. When I drove behind you for 64 kilometers, <laughs> I noticed you stopped. And um, so I like to know about the comics. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I, because I do remember you from my early days. And I remember a lot of the comics from that time. You know, Brett Butt was one of them. Mm-hmm. Went on to Corner Gas. Oh, Brent's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And so who, who's from your tribe? Who, you know, I like comics well, like yeah, hanging I, out together. I mean, when uh, when we were all at the Laugh Resort together, it was me and Brent and Mark Farrell. Yes, Mark Farrell. He's a writer too. Yeah, well, he's, he's like one of the big showrunners in Canada now. Wow. Yeah, like he's a big he's a big wheel. I can't even get him on the phone anymore, you know. Really? I got I to text him and wait three days, you know. I mean, <laughs> he's a big shot. And, uh, you know, uh, Eric Tunney, rest in peace. Oh, and, I know. Right? And... Uh, Oh man, it was those were. I remember. Really... I thought he was really cute too. That's how I judge comics. And oh, when I was yeah. twenty, he I was funny and cute, intimidatingly yeah. gorgeous. Might be a way yeah. to say it. You know, he, man, he was too fancy. young. Yeah, yep. way too young. And who else? Uh, I'm trying uh, to think. Geez, you, was... well, Brian Hart, who ended up out in L.A. and became mm. became a big writer for like the late night shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Russell Peters started at that time. I don't know if he was at Laugh Resort though. No, he was at Yucks, and uh, okay. he, he exploded internationally as you know yes yeah we've heard of him right yes <laughs> i guess he was probably one of the first guys to take advantage of the the new online world and that was amazing really is that that how did what well did, he ended up with four million views on online on youtube and, and stuff like that yeah, yeah that was part of the equation for him for what sure. do you think of youtube like you know there's a lot of people calling themselves comics these days right and what do you think of these youtube sensations pseudo comics maybe haven't done their time on the road well there was a yeah well comics that phrase that word gets tossed around i mean Mm -hmm. you know everyone's not a guitar player either that ever picked up a guitar right Mm -hmm. it's like that it's like you know too many people call themselves comics probably but you know whatever i mean yeah you know i i don't regret you're such a nice guy no 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 no. i mean i i I can complain too about yeah. that kind of thing, but but I sort of like really in the light of day. It's like who cares? Do your yeah. thing. Go kick the can. God bless. Good luck. Whatever you can do. I I respect anybody that can spin a living in this crazy business, especially but, in Canada. But then, but then they go on some national show in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and they they're a Canadian comic. That's what they're known as. Does that not paint us all bad? 
Oh, you mean if these if the person is actually just an a online, yeah, um, an online tool, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, then <laughs> no, I don't want to say that. No, but if he goes on, if he goes on, yeah, uh, one of the shows and does a face plant, well, yeah. then he's going to have to live with that. Yeah. So every there are checks and balances that will always work things out in the wash. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you get too overrated, the universe will fix that for you. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you, you're right? gonna, you're going to take your kick in the midsection soon enough don't yeah. worry so that i'm never too worried about that if if somebody's a charlatan or or a paperweight that'll mm-hmm. be evident soon enough they'll end up with an opportunity they're not up for mm-hmm. you know and then, like you see it all the time at festivals and stuff where really? there's a big gala night and seven or eight of us are on and there's two thousand people out there and mm-hmm. so if you don't belong in that lineup we're about to find out Right, so it's it always. And takes how care often of does that happen? Oh, once a festival. Like if there's 35 wow. comics invited, you might go 34 out of 35, right? Because the people that pick the talent are really good. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing, and they've ran these festivals for years and years and years, and they know most of the talent inside out. So they don't make a mistake very often. But every once in a while, they might invite a new person who's like, yeah. "Hey," flashes them a little bit of something that they like, and then mm-hmm. they get there, and on the night, you know, it can get. Uh, nervous time. So we're going to stay tuned with more Tim Steves after the break. This is Inside Jokes on AM640. And we're back. I'm Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes on AM640 with my guest Tim Steves. And we have our panel here. Hello. Hi. Andrew Johnson, who was mm-hmm. forced into comedy viciously. Mm-hmm. Were you not when a friend put you uh, in a comedy contest in a coffee house? Where did this bio come from? <laughs> I'm just making it up. Oh. You were... I saw you in an interview. <laughs> That's hilarious. But you, your first time was in a coffee house. It, well, you know, very lowercase c coffee house. It yes. was back when I was in high school and it was peak Lilith Fair hysteria when everyone was doing things like that. There was no actual coffee served, but yeah, it, for all intents and purposes. Such humble beginnings, Andrew. So humble. Avril Lavigne started in a coffee house. Wow. <laughs> Look at her today. One of several things we have in common. And you started Bitch Salad? Yes. Can we say bitch? But like, I, yeah, I know. I'm just thinking that. I love it. It's for female comics, with, and the audience is gay men. Yeah, it started that, that way, and now it's kind of, uh, well, it's still female comics, but um, it's uh, it's just anyone who enjoys the female point of view. So sex in the cool. city. I love it. Right? So sex yeah. in the city. And you're on Much Music Video on Trial. Well, in, back in the back in the battle days. Mm. With our other guest, Dini Demacos. Yes. Hey. Hello, Dini. Dini and I go back. To original days of radio. Yes. Lovely, young, beautiful, ravishing. Will you be my Angelo Sirachis to my Frank Spadone? Can we do that? <laughs> Can Sirachis. We do the Greek- Sirachis. How do you him a spicy Sirachis? Korean sauce for a last name? Uh, How do you say uh, his last name? Sirukas. Oh, dear me. <laughs> Sriracha sauce. I'm calling him oh, that forever now. Oh, dear. He is awfully spicy, though. Oh, boy. Yum. So you've been in movies. You're an actress. You do a lot of good stuff. You were the first ever on Bitch Salad. Yes, mm. I was Andrew's first guest. Oh, my and goodness. I, large in part because I gave him a Lacoste shirt. and uh, I <laughs> Two. Two, and Two. he felt indebted to me for oh, that dear. because he, they were so fitted so in fitted. all so the fitted. right places. <laughs> so fitted. Okay, so our panel. We're going to talk about a few things because comedians are amongst the most intelligent in society. Speak it. And we all have an opinion on something. Sure. We have a new, uh, this past week, our new prime minister was sworn in. Lots of swearing going on this week. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during the campaign, like, first of all, do we have a responsibility as a comic not to make fun of people? It, why was he open season? Why was it okay to make fun of his hair? Is he even a joke? Like, should we even go there? I don't think he's a joke at all. I think, uh, if anything, it's his proclivity, or proclivity for weed. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, oh, he's so good looking. That's... 
At least he has a personality. He's not an ice zombie like some People. conservative like Lego prime hair. minister. <laughs> yeah. Lego head, yeah. yeah. The harp hair. Um, so are things off limits? Should we just like lay off our prime minister? Should we just not go no, there as comics? Not. Of yeah. course not. So in, you, do you believe in stand-up then? Everything is okay? Uh, yeah. If you're skillful enough, you can do anything. But well, we know Mercer. T- yeah, it's going to t- no with stand up. Like you can talk about anything you want, but you got to have some chops, and you can't just run up there and start going Michael Richards on anybody. You yes, know what I mean? right. But mm-hmm. if if you can pull the sword out with some skill, you can wave anything around. Where's that line though between your political beliefs and just actual comedy? We got to make sure you're not just up there ranting, right? Are you thinking about the audience, or some people you think are getting out of hand? Just- I think you need to know your audience. I think they're you know. There are different things for different audiences. And also to Tim's point, I think that you can talk about anything and you also need to realize there are consequences. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've got to take responsibility for whatever jet you're trying to fly up there. Right. Yes. Stand by Mm. your words. But what's affected stand-up comedy, I think, is political correctness. And now Seinfeld and I think even Chris Rock, these guys won't play universities because it's too politically correct. Well, they don't have they don't have a helicopter pad for those dudes to land on that's the reason they yeah. can't play universities uh-huh. well, why would you play you make 50 million dollars yeah. this year i'm not going to go to duke and get heckled <laughs> screw that <laughs> yeah it's very it's very uh, that's very bread and butter but also i think when seinfeld said that i just i thought he sounded so old yes i think that you know you need to evolve with what's going on and my experience with millennials is right. that every generation of youth has their own revolution this is this generation of youth's revolution and that is uh being perhaps overly considerate it's not <laughs> the first time i got banned from carlton in 1991 did this you? is not a new idea. For, for what? what? Uh, for the bit where I said, uh, it was right after the Winter Olympics or something, and I said, the uh, how about that doubles luge, right? I love yeah. that doubles luge. you got to be pretty secure with your sexuality to lay on top, put on a scuba <laughs> suit and lay on top of your buddy Franz. <laughs> that got me banned. Like, not a good, I'm sorry, Andrew. Not a great, really so. Terrible bit. Terrible <laughs> no, bit. But not G for 91, but yes. No, but a yes. terrible bit, but you can't ban me for that. <laughs> no. Can you say that now, Andrew? Is that okay with you now? Well, no, it's hacky now. That's it's hacky. <laughs> no, it's 1991 prices. Yeah. 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 It's what? not offensive. It's what not bit, offensive. What bit were you writing in 91? Listen, I think Seinfeld and Chris Rock have every right to also cherry pick the shows they want to do. And yeah. if it's of not course. fun for them to go and do a college gig and then people are sitting there with their arms folded and they're not really yeah. into it. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's not your audience. You know, maybe they are too young for you. Maybe they're just not feeling it. So it's totally OK for you to be like, yeah, no, I don't want to play to them. Yeah, right. If you don't want to try to like you guys were saying, if you don't want to try to evolve, I mean, it's obvious that's going to happen, you know. Yeah. So uh, along that line, there's a lot of cards out there. There's the race card. There's the sexual orientation card, religion card. Do you think as comics, uh, it's just, you know, you mentioned something earlier, Tim, about being a white male and it's tougher to stand out. Well, there's just a million guys out there doing jokes. Right. And it's just, yeah, it's hard to differentiate. It was one thing I struggled with. I didn't want to do the Italian girl thing when I started out. Right. Yeah. So I, I wanted to be an artist and just, and it was so much harder. And now... For the odd gig I do, I make fun of my Italian mother and I get a few chuckles and it's easier. What do you guys think about that? Do you just go with what's the easiest kind of way or do you try to challenge yourself? 
Uh, I have to say that I I'm Greek and I do have a specific Greek set and I do it for Greek audiences and、okay. Greek corporates、yes. and I kind of save it for them because、mm-hmm. otherwise I feel like you know kind of like exploiting your culture. I mean, if it's very like inherent and true and like it's coming off really authentically, then fine, you can throw it in anywhere. But You know, I have like a half hour of Greek material, and I'm not going to go and do that at, at a bitch salad show. I mean,、yeah. I'm just going to do my pop culture stuff, the stuff that's fun for me. And、uh, but I do have that set. I just kind of have like separate sets for separate things. So I think it's、ah, kind of like Andrew said, know、that. your audience.、Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely cater to audiences for sure. Perfect. Well, thanks to the panel. We have more with the panel after break on Inside Jokes on AM 640. And we're back with Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Cruzzi on AM640 with our panel: Tim Steves, Dini Demakos, and Andrew Johnson. Welcome back, panel. Hey, thank you for having us. We're getting、uh, we're getting a little excited there talking about that one gig Tim Steves had、uh, in '91,、uh, which was considered offensive, and you were kind of banned. Yeah, me and Wilmot, Mike Wilmot. Oh, Ma- that legend. Play- he plays the nasty show now of、sure. all things for、oh, just for laughs. He's a beauty, isn't he? He is. But you know what? That's a shtick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does it. Oh, I've known that guy my whole career, and I just love him.、Yeah. Right. So we're talking about political correctness on stage and what's okay with comics. And you know, I went to Just for Laughs this summer and in Montreal, and they have the nasty show. So kind of what Dini was saying: there's a place and time for everything. If you're doing Greek、right. material, save it for that crowd. Right,、yeah. know your audience, right? Definitely. Yeah. So we're talking. Um. Uh. I want to bring this up. This. This is always a topic I love.、Uh, stealing material.、Mm-hmm. And what is?、Uh, earlier, I asked Tim, "What are the qualities you respect in a comic?" And he said, "Originality."、Mm-hmm. Right. There is some stuff this past summer with、uh, the gentleman with the handle at Fat Jew on Twitter. Oh God! Oh right. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. What、oh. just happened? What happened? I lost control. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. He's terrible, or the cons. The whole idea was terrible. Well, I'm not a big fan of comedy on the social media anyway.、Uh, mm-hmm. What was that? <laughs> what was that in a brief for? <laughs> right, because exactly right.、Uh, didn't that just drip with satire? That so、line? succinct, right?、Mm. Uh, so what's okay? Well, I just think everyone's cutting our grass now, and any any idiot that can type ten、yeah, words、right. is beaten on my premise, and I need to go to work on Saturday night. You know, so I don't believe in putting my new jokes on. I don't tweet my new、mm. stuff. I tweet my new stuff on stage. If you want to see,、mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah.、Okay. Uh, Prince doesn't tweet that he's out for bread and milk.、Right. He leaves a little mystery, and I'm not comparing myself to that superstar. But、right. but when you see Ryan Reynolds is out with his dog, it just takes any. Interesting thing away from that guy. He's just a Joe Blow idiot. <laughs> oh, totally disagree. Well, okay, and that's yeah. No, you know, I want to see him with a dog or without, any, without a shirt. Anything. Yes.、Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a rear view、okay. shot would be lovely. <laughs> okay, bad、yeah, example. Yeah, read just, the fat I, Jew in general. He、uh, he sort of proclaims himself as a as a curator. Yes, <laughs> and、uh, and and so has no、right. has no qualms at all about that because no he like there's no such thing as integrity in that racket. And I mean, God, now with internet comedians, the concept of comedian has It, become so, so abstract. <laughs> and oh,、yeah. and and that yeah, I, none of us would be a fan of that. None of us who are all live performers Here, and writers.、Yeah. Would be a fan of that. Didn't we already see one guy that was an internet comedian come on TV and bomb? Though, who was that? Didn't that well, happen? Well, I can only name one who can really del-、uh, deliver live, and that's Bo Burnham. The rest of them, I mean, no. There was one guy who had you know 
a ton of followers and got a TV spot and came on and mm. face planted himself really good. I can't remember the name. Which is so gratifying. There, yeah. there was a woman That was Fist Pump that? City. Well, <laughs> you're thinking of Nicole Arbor. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to give it. See, now you just gave her a view. People, don't view her, please. No, anyway. That's okay. I mean, yeah. I think she started, I started out with her and right. um, she did do stage time. She did do open mics. Absolutely. Yeah. She's uh, log stage time. Mm-hmm. So do I think that she's like clever, cutting edge, original? No, not, I don't think any of those things necessarily, mm-hmm. but um, I also think that she has the right to do her thing and I don't think she needs to be attacked just because she's. That's right. I think there's a distinction and people can make it between a stand-up comedian who's mm-hmm. been working their art for years and years and years and uh, someone who's like doing it online. Like I think people can make the distinction between um mm-hmm. who's who's great and who's not, you know? Yeah. So I I trust I trust people more. I think I think that they can make that choice for themselves like if they are interested in her brand of comedy then that's fine with a with the fat jew i think what people don't understand is you have to create so much content online that's true minute after minute day after day like hour after hour you're creating so much content all the time and even the most skilled comedian i mean it takes a while to write a new set right and, and uh, we don't put all our stuff out there definitely and I think that they're finding it's really challenging. So what ends up happening is they're stealing. They're taking from other sources and then they, they're like, well, you know, I'm just bringing it to light or putting my own spin on it. Right. Well, which half the time he did. And there was a whole website dedicated to what the original comic, a co- uh, comic mm-hmm. made and right. then how he just ripped it right off. Yeah, just cut out the attribution. Right? But and- again, there's no sort of uh, integrity barometer. There's no sort of code of ethics there like there are with comedians because comedians police other comedians right. in terms of that. And there's not. like In terms of curators, content yeah, curators, there's not really a code that they live and die by. Right. Um, I think that that guy is the worst. Yeah. Well, he did end up losing his uh, Comedy did, Central. He had his, a pilot, and it, it was yeah, not. It was development deal. It wasn't a real yeah. thing, right? That wasn't going to happen anyway. Yeah, but I mean, the what is that going to be? What is that show going to be? Can you imagine? Right. The yeah, curator. Yeah. Who's the curator? <laughs> written, by, written by the rest of the world. <laughs> Written by teams in India forever and ever and ever. Right. Um. I like uh, Carlos Mencia's. Steals blatantly from really popular Bill Cosby bits that, like, your kid even knows that bit. Excellent taste level. Yeah, exactly. Also, steal from a meme that rolls by. (laughs) It's terrible. I when I started comedy and I was doing um like the amateur night at Yuck Yucks, this woman came up and she was in her fifties and she did Nikki Paint's bit. Oh yeah. Oh no. Were you there that night? No, but you told me about it. Like word for word. Oh no. Right. we actually threw things at her on stage. Like people were up in arms. You just could get away with it. Yeah. But so some people say there's no original premise. Maybe ripping off word by word is no, okay. Not okay. But no, there's original premises. And there's also, you know, people arrive at similar things as well. Um, I just don't even, if there's Mm -hmm. a premise or something that I just think like, that I just don't even go near it. Who cares? There was a famous case recently where 22 Minutes had a sketch, and oh, then yeah. yes. five, five minutes later, SNL, SNL had the yeah. same sketch. At first, I mm. said, "Well, yeah, lots of, they got two writer rooms, and that 
premise isn't that big an angle. Right. Like, that could fall in your lap both times. Then I watched it. Yeah. Holy Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was, was close. It was storyboard yes. shot by yes. shot. Yes, and so I don't know what to say about that How one. How do you yeah. deny that I one? I don't even know what yeah. that. That's got to that, hurt that as a left, writer, by the way. left me it doing did. this I know him. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to come back with more with our panel after the break on Inside Jokes on AM640. Welcome back to Inside Jokes on AM640. I'm Santa Carusi with my esteemed panel, Tim Steves, Andrew Johnson, and Dini DeMacos. Hi. Hello. We, we were talking about premises as premises in comedy, and some people say there's no original premise, but obviously there is. There's got to be. Yeah, and SNL, who blatantly ripped off This Hour Has 22 Minutes. Well, I mean, who's to say, but it was yeah, pretty, right. it was pretty oh. you know, it was pretty, like, wow. Like, Carbon copy. At right? first, down to the wigs. That's the thing. Like, at first, when I heard about it, I sort of rolled my eyes and said, two, two different writers can write that bit. But then when I saw it, it was, like, remarkable, shot for shot. It, remarkable, and that, and you guys said earlier. I think Andrew was saying, or no, Dean was saying, comics call out other comics. So it's sad it, that yeah. they did that, right? Like you got to come, you know. I guess when if you're jumping the shark, like SNL might be. And in a case like that, may I just add, uh, mm-hmm. comics especially are co- like <laughs> very enthusiastic to do that. Very yeah. enthusiastic to tweet that. So <laughs> about ripping off, right. very very oh, enthusiastic we'll to be anybody. credited with yeah. noticing that well, you're gonna you're gonna get called on yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and then who else? So you mentioned that other name. Sorry, um, that Carlos is no, Mencia, right? Who's known for that too? Yeah. Right. So there and are he some lost people. His show, I believe, as well. Wow. After... However, I mean, after several seasons, I think. Well, who's gonna invest in yeah. that? Right after that, who like? What... I mean, you just lose your. What credibility. came first, the thieving or the show getting? Well, bad? basically, right? Right. Yeah. right? Yeah, but about Saturday Night Live, as I was saying, I mean, it is hardly hallowed ground anymore. The best minds are not going there because they can go other places that and work their creative muscles and get compensated about five times what that pays. There's so, a lot I of mean, places to go if you're a hot American writer. For absolutely. Sure. Like because of the new uh, original series on Netflix. Well, and, and so many platforms, right? So, so many yes. platforms. Amy Schumer, Broad City, Key mm-hmm. and Peele. You were saying Fallon, the people make easily five times as much oh, as yeah, right. the SNL writers would make. What do you think about? He's in the news now, Fallon, drinking, and is that... He's wiping out a lot. Yes. I've heard that he's a little, allegedly... Well, he fell. We were talking about this at work. He fell with a... With a quart of booze in his hand, and he broke the quart Mm. in his hand. Like... Uh, in all my Yahoo days, I've never done that one. Yeah. I've, dropped, I've dropped the bottle or I fell, but I've never fallen and broken the bottle in my hand. <laughs> but like if you've ever been to a party with a big celebrity, like they're accosted. And yeah. I don't blame him for drinking his way through it because it's <laughs> treacherous. Like all these people coming up to you like, oh, my God, Jimmy Fallon, you're so amazing. Look, can we take a selfie? Right. I mean, I would get drunk, too. Yeah, and fall just down. to deal and with Just it. anything to get away from it. So I I don't get blame bombed him. at the estate though. Don't you know? Yeah, behind. Scenes. Well, he's he's being too. He's wiping out in public a lot for a guy who's so beloved as this clean m- mum's apple pie yes. Fourth of July guy. He's he's <laughs> sullying that up a Yankee little bit. Well, dandy. The Bieber complex, you know, all the fame's getting to him. Maybe it's a bit much. Well, like Deanie says, that's uh, that's 
an altitude up there. I mean, that's yeah. got to be hard to breathe up there. Right. So, you know, none of that's us much. none of us would ever know like what it is to not be able to leave your house without security and stuff, you know, or whatever. How, however he lives his life. It's it's got to be a real weird thing. I think there are people more tormented than Jimmy Fallon. For I sure. Think he, no, 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 but you know what I mean, though. But he's, he's extremely famous, though. He's yeah, extremely so famous. approachable. Like, right. Yeah. Everyone thinks know. they can run right up. That's, that's right. Like, we went up to Sarah Hennessy, a Toronto comic, and I went up to Rain Wilson, um, who was big on The Office a few years ago and mm-hmm. has since kind of faded into oblivion. But anyway, <laughs> it's probably because he's a rude ass. Um, but we went up to him. We're like, we think you're a great comedic actor. And he's like, I'm a thespian. Oh, I am a theatrically wow. trained oh, actor. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. Sarah was like, well, can I still have my picture with you? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, <laughs> how you, that's how you treat hot <laughs> girls coming up to talk you know to you. I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was at Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal, and I love Bill Burr, and I saw Bill. I wanted a picture with him, and my stupid camera, my phone didn't work. But he was so gracious. He goes, you know, maybe next time. You oh, know, that that's was cool. nice. I know. For, his manager, first of all, put his hand up and said, okay, you're psycho. You know that glazed over look I sure, have with sure. you guys right now? Yeah. I had that with him. And then he said, no, no, let's get a picture. That's cool stuff. You guys, I think you got to so do that, So glad that story went that way. I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, but- don't tell me Burr's a... Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right. But he's yeah. not. He's that. I know. Because on stage, he comes across I met him. Way. I met him years ago. You know, yeah. before he got really big, I worked with him in Boston oh. and uh, a couple times. And he was a oh, nice man. guy. So I'm happy to hear that. Okay, well, let's. Um, this was our first uh, inaugural program on Inside Jokes. I want to thank you guys for coming. Hey, awesome. Yes. Hey, yes. Thank you for having so us. when we have the hundredth episode, you guys will be back, and we'll play right. this back. And assuming we're alive. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no assumptions. Just never know. You can uh, slip. You don't and take fall, it for granted. Drinking booze and thought I would just like, out on yeah, turn us out on Jimmy Fallon. out. I want to thank my feature comic interview today with Tim Steves. What uh, gigs you got coming up, Tim? I will be at Yuck Yucks Toronto for New Year's mm. Eve. Oh, oh wow. wow. Nice and easy nice. on Richmond Street. Yes. Andrew? You can catch me every Thursday at 9.30 at Comedy Bar performing at Laugh Sabbath. Cool. Love it. Oh, that's cute. Deanie Darling? That's uh, My ne- next gig is on uh, Friday, November 20th <gasps> at a really swanky hotel, Bus <laughs> <Best> Western, <laughs> in Bradford, wow. Ontario, which is home to Phil Hartman. And I mean, they just oh. breed funny over there. So right? I'm going to really cool. have to bring my A game. Bring it. Yeah. Always, right? You never know. It's actually a really fun know. gig. Anyway. Andrew will be on that show yes. as well. Cool. Oh, really? People well, in Brantford are wonderful. They really are. Yeah. They're warm, right? Absolutely. Sam was talking about, we were talking about, because when he goes back to Sussex, New Brunswick, and it's a nice, you know, sometimes it's nice to play local gigs like that instead of the big audiences in Toronto, right? Sure. People people are people, are people no matter where you go. You yeah. Can, this, I've, I've gigged almost everywhere in Canada, and it's not, none Toronto's of it, not harder? It's not that different. No, no? Matter, no matter where you go. You cross that border and it gets different. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Some other listings this week at um, Yuck Yucks Toronto uh, headlining is Ian Sirota. And uh, November 11th, Absolute Comedy is the Pro-Am with Mike Stork and MC Ben Mathel. Did I say that right? Mathai. Ben Mathai. Ben Mathai. See, ben Mathai. I'm, a, I'm such a hack, but I'm no. a fan. That's what I am. November 18th, and it's going to be broadcast, Gilda's Club presents It's Always Something, and that's with Russell Peters at Sony Center. Cool. Lovely. And November 14th, Juice Cup of Comedy with Cypher Sounds at Queen Elizabeth Theatre. I love that theatre. What a great venue. I saw that for... Have you guys played that That's at beauty. all? That's beauty. I've a, never been. Just no. for last. Okay. And uh, please stay tuned. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter 
at Inside Joke 640 or me at Cruiser Comedy. Uh, we have a Facebook page. I'm Santa Cruzy. Thanks so much for showing up. We'll see you every Sunday at 8 o'clock on Inside Jokes on AM 640.